Hello and welcome to this week's Bully Podcast, View from the Vic, uh, with myself, Richard Manea, and joined as ever by Dominic Scare, and also this week's special guest, Stephen Locke. Stephen, welcome to you. Hello, are you all right? Good, good. Thank you very much. Plenty to talk about, as you'd expect, this week after another busy week at the Vic. Uh, we'll, cr- we'll crack even straight on um, with the um, the defeat to Barrow at the weekend. Um, Dom, you were you were there. What was your what was your take on on that defeat and um, the kind of opening week generally for pools back in the football league with the, the Carabao Cup exit as well? Yeah, I think both games uh, very similar in a way. Disappointing, but entertaining games at the end. Pools played relatively well in both. It's just mistakes at the back ultimately cost them. I think in particular, the Barrow game, the 3-2 scoreline, like it suggests, um, end-to-end game. Not an awful lot of chances. It's just what chances there were were scored. I don't think Ben Killip had a single save to make. He three shots on goal for Barrow, three three goals. And um, I think from the start, it, it was a disaster for Pools, really, conceding the opening three minutes. Arguably a foul on Gary Little in, in the build-up. But after that, Pools recovered fairly well. Um, I was on the commentary, the club commentary with Alex at the weekend, and I, I was saying Pools recovered really well to get back in the game. And then when Tyler Bury scored after 17 minutes, Pools looked to have the momentum behind them. But once again, defence defensively questionable at the back. Chalna was drawing comparisons after the game to what we saw in pre-season at the likes of Blythe and Gated. So still a few things to iron out there, I feel. And the second second and third goals, I'd say, were poor goals to concede. And Pools did well to, to get back to 2-2 again with Will Goodwin scoring on his debut. Probably the big positive to take from the game. Uh, 19-year-old EFL debut played very well, in my opinion. Brilliantly set up goal from Mark Shelton as well. And um, Will Goodwin, his one shot on, on goal, really, his only decent chance he took, which is all you can ask for as, as a striker. And so positive signs, but frustrating and, and disappointing on the whole. And I think it's quite easy to get wrapped up in what Dave Chalmer says after the game because he, he does articulate his opinion so well and he was visibly annoyed and frustrated but when you maybe take a step back, Pools, as a newly promoted team, okay, they do need to improve. Dave Chalner is right in what he says, but they've played three games so far and they've competed in every single one. Every single one of those games they could have won, every single one that, or maybe the Crawley game they could have lost and two they did lose, but been unfortunate to lose two of them in particular. So, so far, three games in, obviously a lot more football to be played and um, loads of football to be played, in fact. But so far, what we've seen this season, pools have held their own and they should only get better. And we've seen a few problem areas highlighted up front, certainly an issue. Defensively, there's clearly a fragility there at the moment, but nothing that can't be addressed. And could could be a whole lot worse. But I think based on what we've seen so far, there's still plenty of reason to be hopeful. Stephen, what's your take on uh, how pools have started this season? Back in the football yeah. league. Yeah, echoing what Dom's really said, really. Um, we've competed in every game. I think the only worry you've got is really that the Warren Sands defensively were in pre-season were there because Gateshead, etc. Um, they have looked they haven't looked as solid defensively as that did last season, but I'm sure Chalner will um sort that out, especially considering obviously in his play career he was a decent centre back in his 
you know, that that's his forte, really, if you like. Um, but I've got no worries. My main concern is obviously just making sure he signs a new contract. Um, and obviously, for me, he's our best manager for 14 years since Danny Wilson. Um, I just hope that obviously, you know, the hierarchy at Pills share them sentiments because yeah. that's the most important thing. Absolutely, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Part of the would agree with that. Um, I was going to come on that a little bit later, but we'll chat about it now, really. Um, John, what, what's your sort of take? And I know had things haven't progressed hugely over the last week or so, but his comments after the um, opening game of the season certainly sparked a lot of interest. But um, since then, he's obviously said, you know, he does he just want to stay at Hartlepool effectively, which is the first first point of any discussions, which is the positive. Um, also, there's still a year left in his deal, so I suppose no huge rush, but equally. As we all know, second season starts September, October, once start, teams start going on losing runs, whatever they might be. So there may well be more jobs available come the autumn. Um, and it'd be good if pools could tie him down before then. But um, a lot of could have, would have, should have then. What's your, what's your take, Dom? Yeah, it's it's going to be a frustrating one. And, and I don't think anyone's going to be content with it until it's signed, sealed and delivered, so to speak, if, if that proves to be the case. No further forward, really, as you say, discussion's still ongoing. Dave Chandler said the positive and he wants to sit there, but until he signs on that dotted line, those are just words, really. And he's been speaking with Lee Rust, who's sort of a club advisor as such, um, on behalf of the chairman, so he hasn't directly spoken with Raj Singh as such. Um, so it's... Not not an ideal situation. I think the developments of the past week with um, Joe Parkinson leaving, um, which we'll get on to, certainly won't help his assistant leaving. It's question marks over the physio situation as well with uh, Buster Gallagher and then his own contract um, ending at the end of the season. And I think there's a few things sort of totting up at the moment that certainly won't convince Chalmers to stay. Like the hierarchy at the club at the moment other than Singh, who's the obvious figurehead, is quite murky. They still need to appoint a CEO. Um, no news on that so far. Likes of Phil King, Lee Rust, there's no clarity on what their roles are. It doesn't need to be as, as such, um, but there's sort of no public structure that anyone's aware of. It's just people doing what, what the needs to be done, sort of... Um, filling in where, where needs be. But I think for a football league club, that's not really how a football league cl club shall be run. And to be fair to Pools, they are making steps to try and um, amend that. And for me, I think I echo what Stephen says, the Chalna is the best manager Pools have had in, in a long time. And I think there is a belief that if one man is going to take the club forward, it is him. He's shown the past nearly two years since he's been here, since he first arrived, he's taken the club forward from a, a mid-table National League club into the Football League on a fairly modest budget, all things considered. And every time you talk to him, I think, even when he gets put forward, fairly difficult questions, um, he answers them, responds very eloquently, and he just shows he's a, a real classy manager who demands so much of the club and, and wants so much... Um, from the club and sees the potential of Hartlepool United, but at the same time, speaking well only only takes you so far. I can maybe buy you a bit of time, but results are what matters. And Chalner's got the promotion and deserves huge huge credit for that. But um, 
and I'm certainly in favour of him getting an improved contract. But at the same time, he's never managed at League Two before until now. And I can see where Boris Singh is, is perhaps coming from it with a reluctance to hand him just a significantly improved wage um, when he ultimately hasn't improved himself in, in League Two yet. So I think it's one where we'll see how the next month or so unfolds. If pools are, are flying high, Chandler's stock's obviously going to go up. The keenness to time down is obviously going to um, become a lot more urgent. Whereas at the same time, if pools are really struggling, then why hand the manager a new deal if it could be out the door? I hope I'm wrong, but I, I, I suspect this is something that could potentially rumble on for, for a good couple of months yet. Stephen, just from the fans' point of view, obviously you'd be very keen, I'm sure, for Chandler to extend his stay <coughs> excuse me, at uh, Victoria Park. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pretty much echoing, again, what Dom said. You know, brilliant manager. You've got to appreciate, yeah, he hasn't done anything at this level, but I think we're in no doubt that, you know, he, he's got the ability. I think he will do, you know, be approving the AFL manager. It's just a case of when, not if. Um, I don't think... Raj's comments on the first day of the season in the programme notes, I don't think that helped. I, I think there's an openness, but I think stuff like that shouldn't be in the, you know, um, out in the public domain. That's between them two. And I think listening to Challenger Post, Crawley, I think he was quite irked at that. So maybe, that, you know, that's something that needs to be addressed. That, you know, the terms and etc. you know, what Challenger wants, what, what Raj is offering, that's between them two. You know, obviously all pulls. Fans need to know if he's signed a new contract or if he hasn't. Anything else is between them two. You know, see like personal terms and stuff is it, it's exactly that personal. It's between them two, and ultimately, what uh, Chalner earns is you know his personal business, and it shouldn't be getting played out in the public domain. Yeah, no, I think yeah. that's a fair point. I think most people would agree with that. Um, you touched on Joe Parkinson there. Don would obviously in uh, departure from the club this week. Um, Chalner again spoke very well and very open, didn't he, about, about that and the impact Joe's had at the club. Um, probably not always, I suppose, highlighted. Obviously, Chalner's the kind of focal point, so the backroom often tends to take a bit of a backroom step, as is often the way at football clubs, but um, those two have a particularly close relationship. They've obviously been living together, worked together for a lot of years, and Joe's played a key part in the success that Chalner's had at Pools over the last uh, two years or so. Yeah, definitely. It's big departure for me. I think Parkinson's role at the club, like you say, with most assistant managers, especially someone like Graham Jones at Newcastle, it tends to be quite understated. You don't maybe get, get the credit uh, you deserve at times. And I think Parkinson's been there as long as Chalner has and certainly played an important role in helping turn the club's uh, fortunes around, sets high standards and has been part of a very good coaching team with Chalna previously at Fylde as well. And um, you can see his reasons for leaving, health, family, being away from home is completely justified over the past 18 months. So he's one who certainly leaves on good terms and you wish all the best for the future. And I think Parkinson was complimented Chalna quite well because while Chalna was very result-focused, very calculated, um, didn't speak to the players an awful lot outside of training on match days. Parkinson was the sort of humanist coach who would be the one to go to the players, speak to the players a lot more often and um, forge that relationship and, and sort of talk to them, tell them if they weren't in the team, etc. stuff like that. So 
be a big miss. It's a sad, sad departure, and you just hope that uh, there's not more to follow because there's been strong rumours as well. Buster Gallagher could be um, on his way, but that's one I won't touch on too much until uh, we've heard something concrete from the club. But um, yeah, hopefully, John can keep his um, coaching staff together, his behind the scenes staff together um, following Parkinson's departure. But question is now what happens? Do they bring a replacement in? Does someone like Tony Sweeney step up to the role? I suspect Pools will be fairly patient with that. And in the meantime, Sweeney will step up and we'll just see how things go. But it's a case of watching this space and seeing what happens. Um, obviously, Pools had a free week this week um, with the Sutton game being rearranged due to their issues with the pitch, etc. Um, Pools played a friendly at Maiden Castle, uh, I think it was Monday, wasn't it? Played Gateshead, uh, 4-1 win for Pools and Colin got 45 minutes, um, which is good for him. I know you've been speaking to Colin as well, Dom, over the last week or so um, about the impact he's hoping to make at Pools. Um, he's got a bit of extra competition with the Will Goodwin's arrival in his debut last week, scoring with a goal. Um, what did you make of his first showing in a Pools shirt? I thought, like I touched on before, I think it, as good as you can expect from a 19-year-old, um, given the chances he got during the game, I think in outside the area, he showed good touches, good turn of pace, Decent strength as well against the physical barrel back liner, experienced barrel back line at that. And like I say, 19 years old at GAF to L debut, all you can do if a chance falls your way is, is score. And that's exactly what he did. Very tidy finish as well. And I think it's all you can ask for, really. And I think like we saw last season with Pools, they brought a few new strikers in. None of them really hit the ground running except Luke Armstrong. And then he ended up having a a very good season, whereas the other one sort of petered out, really. And I think Will Goodwin, as a striker, getting off to a scoring start is perfect for him and hopefully the momentum can build from here. He's on loan until January, so Chandler speaks very highly of him. Stoke speaks very highly of him. Chester as well, where he was previously written very highly. So only only heard good things about him and based on his debut, looks promising for sure. But... Hopefully, you can continue to sort of deliver the goods for Pools. Stephen, what's your take on um, the business done so far by Pools this season, um, this summer, I should say? And um, and where do you think <clears throat> where do you think Pools need to further strengthen in the next um, or oh, ten days or so? Because unlike last year, Pools now have a transfer window and can't uh, yeah. obviously strengthen. Yeah. willy nilly throughout the season. They've got to get their business done mm. by uh, mm. eleven o'clock on Monday, the thirty first of August. So uh, clock is ticking, pressure is on. Yeah, I mean, I know after the transfer window that they sign free agents, it used to, in previous windows, when the transfer window shut, you could still sign non-league players because I believe they signed Scott Fennick after the transfer window shut, you know, 2014. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, with Parkinson, obviously I know it's health problems and stuff and obviously you wish him well and obviously wherever the issues are get resolved and you know he's happy and everyone's fit and healthy you know that's the thing I think in terms of being away from home I've got a slightly different view because obviously when he was appointed with Chalner he knew the distance that Hartlepool was from his home if you know what I mean when he was appointed so obviously uh, from that perspective I'm a bit like well it's a bit like a player you know that if they get homesick obviously you you empathise with them but then you, you think well 
when you you know you're joining a new club, you re, you do your re, research and you know how far it is from your home or how long you've got to commit or how far it is if you've got to travel off, you've got to stay there, you know. So, you know, um, whilst whilst I'm obviously like empathetic to his you know his needs and stuff, obviously like like I say the health health side, I totally agree and support it, but where the you know, homesickness is concerned. Obviously, like I say, he'll known the distance if it's two, two, two and a half hours, three hours, wherever it is from his home. Um, but regardless of that, obviously, I wish him well because he did it. He did well when he was here and seemed, you know, come across well. And I know Colin Woodthorpe was Chalmers' assistant at Fylde. So hopefully, you know, if Chalmers does want to bring someone in, that will would be someone who he wants to bring in because they seem to work well together and dovetail together. So I suppose it's, you know, best man for the job. I just hope obviously it's, you know, like can get resolved in a fairly timely manner. So Chalman's got the support that he needs and he rightly deserves. Where, where do you think Pools will finish this season, Steve? It's up to them, really. I think it's a case of what business to do. Bristol Rovers and Tramie have got back-to-back promotions. Um, I think first, firstly, they've got to stabilise. I've taken the table now, if you offered me it, stabilise and build. But as again, as I touched upon there, Bristol Rovers got the bounce. Tramie Rovers got the bounce and got back-to-back promotions. And they've got similar financial backgrounds to ourselves at the minute. You know, um, I think if you've got clever and savvy recruitment, I think there's no reason. I think the... Um, the league two is very much like national league in respect of it. Not one team runs away with it. It's a muchness of muchness, really. Um, and I, I don't think they've got anything to fear. No, I think if they go there, obviously be against any side and be respectful. But you know, believe in themselves, they can achieve anything they want to achieve this season without putting the added pressure and expectations on them. Well, there's always pressure in there. We'll put it mm. in more. <laughs> On the transfer front, Dom, um, what kind of business are you expecting, do you think, over the next 10 days? And also, do you think there'll be many outgoings? Or it's not a huge... Now that McDonald's gone, there's not a huge amount of options, I suppose. Potentially some some loan outgoings, potentially. Um, but other than that, I think the main focus is going to be on additions, bringing players in. I think at least three players over the next 10 days, potentially more. I think the main two targets are going to be a left-sided centre-back and a striker, Chalmers spoken about that quite openly third choice goalkeeper as well but obviously the centre back and the striker are far more important at, at this moment in time and pool signings this summer they've either been very obvious that they're going to sign them the likes of Mark Cullen, Jake Lawler um, Olamola players like that or they've just sort of been announced um, without any real rumblings beforehand so I expect that to be the, the case for the the closing stages of the window. Um, there's one player, Adi Youssef, who's been training at the club, um, formerly of Blackpool and, and Solly Hull. Well, he's just signed for Yeovil Town, so there's nothing to come from that. He was probably the only one where people were sort of like, what's happening there? But that's obviously dead in the water now. And see what happens. Like I say, I think a striker's going to be the top, top priority, but they need that left-footed centre-back to, to replace um, Ryan Johnson, who's obviously went out to Port Vale and hasn't started the past two games as it, as it happens. But um, yeah, they certainly need to replace him and then they need someone who's going to get you get your goals because 
they've lost 32 goals from last season with Armstrong and Oates leaving. And while you've got someone like Cullen, Olamola, they could chip in with a few, certainly, and Goodwin as well. They need someone who is going to be proven at League Two level, but that's easier said than done. But um, yeah, I expect plenty of movement in terms of incomings, at least three over the next 10 days or so. Uh, we had a message in from Freddie Minton on Twitter. Um, just had the weekend. He, well, generally speaking, he thinks Bulls will have a mid-table um, finish the season. Seem to have good players. We'll need a challenge to stay, though, or we could have a problem. Score prediction for this week is Pools 2, Walsall 1. Just looking ahead to Walsall then. Um, Stephen, I'll start with you. How, how do you see the weekend weekend going? Given Well, if, if there are no further new signings before the weekend. Um, I, I'd take it again, a win to win, you know what I mean? Um, one nil win against Crawley, I'd take that again straight away. I'd snap your hand off for us. Um, just you know, um, one nil win, two nil win. I think generally, I think you get the odd games where there's you know big score lines, but I think most games in League Two, I think they're quite tight affairs, really. Um, like what I mean by that is like tight in terms of score lines, like one two nil, two one, three one, three two. Um, like I said, the divisions are much just muchness. So I, I, like I said, I'd take a one 0 win all day. Dom, how do you feel about uh, Walsall at the weekend? Chance for Bulls to um, get back on winning, winning track. Hopefully, yeah. Well, Bulls have a really good record at Victoria Park. I mean, fifteen wins of the last seventeen league games is a remarkable record, and they're going up against a Walsall team who've got one point from the opening three games. So. I think it's fair to say, after losing a frustrating game last week, Pools will be fully focused on picking up three points on Saturday afternoon. And I think anything less than three points would be seen as a as a disappointment, depending on how how the game unfolds, of course. But um, yeah, I think should be targeting a win. And um, but like you say, I think if you get a get a point in four. Four points from your first three games isn't a bad one, but like you say, if Pools want to be ambitious this season. If they want to be looking towards mid-table playoffs, opposed to just surviving in League Two and fighting relegation, they need to be winning the home games, and they need to be winning the home games, particularly against teams who, like Walsall, who've got off to a slow start and sort of capitalising that and, and punishing them while while they're struggling. And team news, Tom, just ahead of the weekend. Any, um, I know Dave Chalmers not doing his press conference until Friday morning. Um, we're recording this on Thursday lunchtime, so um, a little bit ahead of that. But any any early indications in, in that 45 minutes just for Cullen as well on Monday will will do him some good. Yeah, that's massive because he's been player sort of blighted by injuries the past few years or so and obviously comes to pools, injured his second game in pre-season, five minutes in, misses all of pre-season more or less. So, Getting that that time on the pitch in a friendly game, albeit, but he'll feel he's certainly ready to be involved. Maybe not start yet, but certainly play play a role. Obviously, have Fela Alamola back um, after missing the barrel game through injury. So, pretty much a fully fit squad as it stands. Obviously, like you say, training today, training tomorrow. There's still stuff that could potentially go wrong, but we'll get an update from Dave Chalner tomorrow morning about that but I think other than Joe Gray who's obviously got that sort of long-standing back issue I think it should be a fairly full squad of players to choose from against Walsall. Good stuff Stephen I'll just come to you to finish with for this week and um, just sort of generally from from the fans point of view the last sort of few months 
how euphoric the town has been on the back of Bristol and stuff. Um, could you just sort of sum up what it means to to you and the fans for Pools to be back back in the football league as we look forward to uh, hopefully uh, another good season. I'm not saying promotion, but uh, we'll, we'll, I think we'd all set up a minute. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, sure. Sure, Rich, yeah. Um, just, it's, it's fantastic just to feel positive about the club because let's be fair, like, We've had 14 years of dross, really. So, it, like, I'm, you know, we got promoted, but I'm also, you know, savouring. You know, the promotion, it's only the fifth in the club's history. And like I say, we've had that many years of dross and negativity. It's just nice just to feel positive about the club and believe in the club again. Um, it's just, like I say, fantastic. And um, I'm just going to savour, you know, the positivity. And, you know, if everyone sticks together and the fan base sticks together and, you know, supports the team. I think we can have a good season. Um, and just, you know, over the moon with Dave and I just hope he's here for the long term. Good stuff. I'm sure Pools fans would certainly echo those thoughts. Um, head to the Hartlepool Mail website for all the build-up to Walsh over the weekend and all of our coverage throughout the season, home and away, obviously, um, at our website and in print as well. And if you value what uh, what we do, what Dom does here at the Mail, then please do consider a, an online subscription. You can find out all the details for that online as well. Um, Stephen, pleasure to have you on. Thank you very much for your uh, your first appearance on the Pooley podcast. Dom, thank you as ever. And um, we'll be back next week with another Pooley podcast, View from the Vic. <laughs>